This is Margaret Coleman Franklin with another episode of Diabetic Survival. And I got a special treat for you tonight. I actually have a friend. Yeah, I know, right? I have friends? What? Okay, so I got friends willing to do podcasts with me. I have other friends that have no idea, like they have no clue that I do podcasts. I only tell people when I want to brag or... Or when I want to brag, okay? So that's what I do with podcasts. So anyways, yeah, I I have a special guest. And it's kind of interesting how we met. You remember how we met, right? Yes. Hi, everybody. Okay. My name is Persia. Persia. I'm so happy to be here. Um... Yeah, me and Margaret's been friends for some time now, and I was. She just told me about the podcast today, and yeah, it is a bragging right. I mean, especially being, sort of. Yes. I mean, especially to be like, what is it called? Broadcasted or you know, all over the world? Like. Uh yeah, yeah, it's all over the freaking world. Yes. Um. Actually, okay. So let me talk about the podcast a little bit. Okay. Like anybody can do it. Just go to Anchor, download it. That's the reason. That's that is literally the commercial at the beginning and sometimes at the end of my podcast so you can go to go to acre make sure you have an idea planned out and you can podcast too so this isn't a big deal or anything i mean just because i have 160 episodes does not mean i'm anything special i mean just because i can go in my car right now and actually listen to myself at any time to any episode that i want to there's nothing special about me okay but anyways thank you so much for listening because it's because of you that I'm still actually recording this experiment that's gone on for about two and a half years now, maybe three. So it was before the whole pandemic theme. So it's been a while. It, it has actually um, evolved and changed me. So anyways, with that being said, I have Persia on and she's the most interesting person I have actually met in West Virginia. Like, I think I, I'm pretty boring. I, I mean, my background's a little interesting. I mean, I lived in a... Uh, no. We were talking about doing theater earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking is, about actually acting yes. and doing interesting well, things. Well, Margaret, Margaret was telling me about how she got a casting call for some movie with Brad Pitt oh, in it. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm like, what? Mm, what, uh, what are you even talking about? Mm, and then she was uh, telling me how she, uh, she gets these <laughs> casting calls all the time. I'm like... I want to be a part of something like this. Okay, okay, okay. But so we're going to try to go into local theaters. Mm, yeah, so they don't really... Okay, so here's the thing about acting, okay? So actors don't necessarily like theater-type people, and theater people, well, we do like actors. So that's, it's, it's, it's kind of like a... It's one of those things, because I used to do theater, and I don't like to actually tell people that, because yeah. as soon as an actor hears I do theater, they don't want to talk to me anymore. Why? Because it's way different, because... They know that theater people work harder. <laughs> really? Yeah, we do. And I can say that. It's my podcast, okay? <laughs> well, I don't have experience in either. She asked me if I've uh, ever been in theater. I told her the only theater I've ever done was the nativity scene when I was a child. Uh, yeah. Well, I was Church. kind of a kid when I did the theater thing. So, I mean, I was in high school. I did, um, like the last one I told you about was Sound of Music. I did that. That was fun. Um, I also was an addict. I was also a runaway and then if you really want to get technical, if you want to talk about grade school, I think I started in Cinderella. And I'm the blonde, and they didn't pick me as Cinderella because I was the fat girl in school. So I got to be one of the stepsisters, and I cried. I, I cried because I couldn't I'm be sorry. Cinderella. I know, thank you. I, I thought I deserved to be Cinderella. Probably. You know, I wanted that. 
This was in high school? Uh, no, that was in that was in grade school. That was middle school. They they gave it to some other girl who they thought was prettier. It, that always happens. I guess that I'm I'm pretty sure like the whole acting world or the media world is cruel. They really are. I mean, you know, they, they take an image and they're like, oh, yes, this is a perception of beauty. I mean, there's two sorts. I mean, you can be beautiful on the outside and be ugly on the inside. Or you can be beautiful on, right. or, 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 you know, vice versa. Right. Or you could be beautiful on the outside and also be beautiful on the inside. That's rare, but it does happen. And, or you can be ugly on the inside and be ugly on the outside as well. Of course. So, I mean, you never judge a book by its cover. Right? But, all, but like all the like the most popular actors or the legends are the ones who are actually like really good at their craft and their looks don't really matter in a way, right? Y- yeah, actually. I mean, that's the type of like okay, so like let's let's name some. Well, I mean, I think Viola Davis is beautiful, but she's not really considered like to be a. Be- you know who Viola Davis is, right? I, I actually don't. I I, 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 I I usually watch. Or I like mean, Meryl like, Streep. Meryl Streep, she's beautiful, but she's not like a like you know what I mean, like like conventionally beautiful. But she's more known for her acting. Oh. You know, I think her acting made her beautiful. Definitely, and the same with Viola Davis. So, but she really is beautiful. Okay, so like, and, and Barbara Streisand too. I mean, or she's maybe a beautiful that's what singer. I'm thinking about I mean, Barbara Streisand. Uh, no, wait, Barbara Streisand is she's a singer. She was an actor and a singer. She did like Yentl. Well, who did I, I just mean, name? Um, who did I just name? I forgot. I'm sorry, I got a short-term memory, too. We got two short-term memories here, so, you know, it's not I like... I have a memory of a goldfish. Yes. Sometimes I do, too, so it's okay. Five? But, you know, okay. when, when Margaret mentioned the whole acting thing, I was like, you know what, I want to do this, because I want to I wanna try something new, different. She was even telling me about painting. I want to get into the arts. I don't know if I'm too old. I'm 28 now. Um, maybe I should have started when I was younger, but you know what? I don't care. I'm not doing it to become famous or rich. I just want to try something new. I want to meet people. I'm in a rut in my life right now, so I want to I, th- I think I don't think she's going to... No, I, I want to talk about it. I don't think you have any problem getting in. That's what I'm saying. Like, seriously, you can get into this. It's not that hard. I want to so it's not hard. try local theater, maybe? Like, we were going through... Like, okay, if you want to be a theater snob, that's fine. I don't even know one thing about that. <laughs> okay. okay, so, um, like, um, the all casting I was telling you about, for instance, okay? And we're going to talk about theater because, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about acting. Why not? But, um, like, there are a bunch... Like, they've actually opened up these auditions for everyone. So it's not ex- part of an exclusive club anymore. I mean, back in the days, if you're part of the Thespian Society, yeah. which I was supposed to be a lifetime member, by the way, okay? Yeah. So I could get into any acting thing that I wanted to, even though I didn't have any acting experience. But this is what I was under the pr- impression about, okay? So then I end up finding this service that I call all casting and they they were offering like 75% off and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll sign up for that. And I was like, but I'm broke. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as they made it full, as soon as things started catching up financially, they made it full price again. Yeah. I, I'm just, well, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, okay, there's got to be other opportunities out there. But they've offered a lot of different uh, amazing opportunities. Honestly, I would probably be more thrilled with Tyler Perry's really? things that he has going on. Yeah, he's got some. Maybe I should. Try. I I think I think we both should. Yeah. What do you say? Why not? 
I don't even know I think where Tyler we Perry out of Georgia. Okay, as soon as I found out he did a lot of his productions in Georgia, mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I should move to Georgia and like talk to Tyler Perry. Yeah. Like I love the way that he does things, and they're all kind of like Christian type inspired, yeah. right? But it's it's a real life scenario. He takes real life scenarios and he actually adds this and that, and he has some great dramas and he's got some great comedies and he's. Like, do you know his start? Like, Tyler Perry's start? A little bit. Not a lot. I mean, I... Like, I he was living out of his car writing scripts. I remember seeing him on Oprah Winfrey show. He had a tough upbringing. Oh, he had... This guy had it rough, okay? This guy had it rough. And and he's just... He's just so thankful to his, you know, people who helped and stuff of that nature. And I'm, like, looking at him, like, wow. Because, you know, when you see somebody awesome, you know, you're just like, I want to be a part of that. I want a piece of that. It's just, like... You know, it's just, let me be, like, one of those people who just pass through or something, you know? Like, uh, I'll be the housekeeper or something. I don't know. I'll yeah, be I wouldn't mind being an extra somewhere. Yeah, so, I mean, like, extras, like, they can pay you, like, pretty good to be extras. And I didn't know exactly where this podcast was going to go because we were going to talk about diabetes, but... <laughs> Which both we'll talk about acting because there are diabetics who are also actors or singers or writers. Um... Let me see. Somebody who you might know. I'm, like, drawing a blank. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of type 2 type And actors, type 2 so. diabetes is the one that you're not born with, right? Both my parents have type 2 diabetes, so I have to be extra careful. Um, well, yeah, there's a good chance that you have the genetics for it, and it's okay because you may not even get it until you're 50, 60, maybe 100. Mm-hmm. So um, just depending on your lifestyle habits and... If you eat lots of fish and stuff, if you're natural to that, then you're probably not going to have any issues because I think it's the magnesium that's in the fish that actually Mm. um, helps prevent it because... Okay, I'll tell you a story, a little story about this. I uh, went from thinking I was going to die from diabetes. Really? um, Yeah, when I was a truck driver. And I mean, I've been on this kind of like road. (laughs) This was before I actually got a podcast and stuff. And there was a period of time, like back in 2016, I thought I was cured from diabetes. And what had happened is I ate fish all year because I was a truck driver. And it was just, it was convenient. It wasn't fast food. I was tired of fast food. Anyways, I I knew I needed to get my metformin again. I hadn't been on metformin for a while. And um, I've been eating fish all year. I know it sounds boring, but three times a day. I had my little sardines or whatever. It doesn't sound very healthy, but get this. Hmm. When I went in the doctors, I'm like going, hey, look, I haven't been on my metformin for like a full year. I need to get back on it. I know I've been off of it, and I need to get back on the track because I don't want to get diabetes. And so I was pre-diabetic before it actually occurred. And she came back, and she's like, um, I don't see any indicator that you have diabetes at all. As a matter of fact, you're very, your blood sugar is normal. Yeah. And I tripped out. I thought I was healed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm healed. Come to find out that that's not exactly how it works, people. Mm. Um, so I didn't get the metformin that I thought I needed. And uh, what ended up happening is I went back to my normal eating habits of just eating anything. Right. And what ended up happening was uh, my diabetes came back with a vengeance and was like, my A1C was like 11.4, I think. So that was years later and after an injury, 2018, I think it was, my doctor just looked at me and said, you have diabetes and he's like, insulin. And I'm like, 
no insulin and give me six months. So I ended up dropping 60 pounds in six months. Mm. And oh my gosh, I was on metformin as well during that period of time. Um, I had also found the keto diet during that period of time. And when I went back into my doctor's, he, he just, he didn't know what to do with me because I didn't need the insulin now. <laughs> so I'm laughing about that now because I went from 1.42 all the way down to, what was it? Um, just needing metformin. They didn't really tell, I don't remember what my numbers were. I think I reported it before. I don't remember what it was, but, so I don't want to misquote myself. But the, the nurse that came in, she found out that I was doing keto. She's like, oh, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Just keep doing the diet that you're doing. The doctor never, I never saw the doctor again, but the nurse came in and it's just like, you just keep doing the keto. Just keep doing it. You're doing great. Your numbers look amazing. Um, keep doing it. So, so they kept me on the same amount of metformin. Yeah. Um, and I was able to reduce it. Now, I'm not having that kind of luck now. So, but... Yeah. I heard well, Ozempic works really good. Okay, so you, you jumped the gun there. But, um, yeah, so I, I am on Ozempic now, and I'm also on Metformin. And so before everybody, like, gets all crazy about it, if I actually stayed on keto, Metformin, and Ozempic, more than likely they'd pull my Ozempic in about three months. Mm. Uh, I'm serious. I've, I've been this route before, so I, not on the Ozempic or anything, but... I've had doctors look at me and go, we don't know what to do with your numbers (laughs) because your numbers go all over the place. I'm like, yeah, because diets change, you know. When you're poor, you have to eat more carbs and Yeah, you know what? I want to become, I I like keto, but I I I cannot see myself not eating carbs. I love carbs. It's, um, carbs are killer. They will kill you and... I, I can't the the thing the problem with carbs is the is the problem with carbs is they turn into starches like bread turns into starch, starch turns into sugar. It's a sugar that actually affects your body. So, now jumping all the way back to when my A1C was 11.4, the only thing my doctor would say because he didn't tell me to go on keto, he didn't suggest that because he can't. Okay, mm-hmm. but what he said, he just looked at me, he pointed his finger, and he said no sugar. I had to make the determination on what sugar actually was because I was not getting any sugar in my diet. I don't put sugar in my coffee. I don't drink sugary soda. I don't eat sugary cereal. I had to determine that the starches were actually converting to sugar. I had to make the determination on my own. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dietitian might tell you, maybe. But the last time I saw a dietitian was back in... 2010 and they wanted me to eat rice and bread and follow the food pyramid i can't follow a food pyramid i'm a diabetic diabetics can't follow that because if you look at the food pyramid on the very bottom level they have all these breads and starches and things that you're supposed to eat as compared to you know like they'll tell you whole grains and they'll tell you like the whole grains are better and but it was the whole grains that I was eating. I wasn't even eating white bread. I was eating yeah. whole grains. And I was eating, like, you know, bran muffins. And these things were making me diabetic. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. My, so my mom is diabetic, and all she eats is whole grain, too. And she always has problems with her blood sugar. This she is just why. She stay away from bread. Yeah. Well, you know, that's part of the problem is when you actually eat whole grains is going to convert to starch which is going to convert to sugar Sugar. 
right? Yeah. And so a dietitian may or may not. A dietitian is more than likely going to be kind to your mom mm-hmm. and say, you just need less of this. So your mom's going to look at it and go, hey, well, instead of two sandwiches, I'm going to have one. When, or they might actually say, okay, you can have that sandwich, but you can only have one piece of bread. Yeah. It's a little bit depressing, but, you know, it gets even more depressing because uh, maybe you should just have a lettuce wrap <laughs> to get rid of your bread. I know. I just pissed off somebody out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, I am sorry. I'm sorry, audience. I'm just like. Carbs is, I'm a carby Barbie. I love Yeah. Carbs. Well, okay. So, like, let's look at what we had for lunch. Well, yeah. We went to uh, it's, uh, we went to a Middle Eastern place. A Middle Eastern place. I I was craving ethnic, ethnic food. We you wanted Indian, it. but they were closed. Yeah. We originally wanted Indian food, but we decided to, to go to what? It was like Middle Eastern yeah, or something. Yeah, it's called King Kebab. King Kebab, yeah. And it was all right, kind of expensive per plate. But, you know, it's okay because it's like one of those special treats. It's not like you do it yeah. all the time. And so one of the things that I loved about it is, you know, I wanted a salad because I'm trying to be um, diabetic friendly still with whatever diet that I have. Yeah. And I was. I, I was actually pretty good today because I had the lettuce, right? Yeah. Which took up the majority of my plate. I was also good about my dressing. I did the vinegar and oil. And um, if you know anything about Dr. Gundry, Dr. Gundry's huge on olive oil. So yeah. that's what I wanted was the olive oil and the vinegar. And so that's what I put on my salad. And then they had the chicken and they had the um, lamb. And so I had big old chunks. Like, those pieces were huge, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Like, they were, like, like you put one in your mouth and... Blah, 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 blah. You know, they could have cut them up into smaller pieces. But that's okay. You know, yeah. that's just the way they do things. And that was all right. It came with rice, too. But you didn't get the rice. I didn't get the rice. You got the rice. But I'm the diabetic. Yeah, You're not, so you can still eat rice-a-roni. I cannot. I love rice-a-roni. I'm telling you. Which I thought was kind of funny because I'm, like, going, we're in a Middle Eastern restaurant. They're serving rice-a-roni. Yeah. Like seriously, that was rice aroni. Yeah. So I'm. I think rice aroni isn't that like pasta and rice or I something. I think so. I think so. I. I yeah, yeah, we got so. lamb and chicken. Lamb and chicken. It was delicious. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm still just. I'm satisfied. Like I, like when I ate that. Of course, then I had my Ozempic today too. So Ozempic doesn't make you hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, that was like six hours ago. Like we ate or something like that. And I'm still not hungry. I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. We went to McDonald's, went to go use the restroom, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't need anything here, you know? So I'm here looking at the restroom. I'm like, I, why am I looking at the menu? I don't need nothing here. What, what am I doing? I don't need to eat again. I just spent 20 bucks on lunch, you know? <laughs> 23, actually. They charged a lot for that. But um, I could have eaten a Big Mac. It would have been like 10 bucks. But, you know, it's bread you know, turns to sugar, and literally when I look at a Big Mac now, I see sugar and meat, a little bit of lettuce, and it's not enough lettuce to make me... I'm going to start working out again. I have to. I think working out's important. As a matter of fact, um, since they do have me traveling at my job and stuff, um, Planet Fitness... You can get the all-pass membership, you know, type deal where you can enjoy, like, the back room and stuff. Yeah. 
and I think it's uh, tw- like around 25 bucks a oh, month. I was going to Orange Theory Fitness, mm-hmm. and it's a really expensive uh, membership was, uh, for like the unlimited was like 167 but I lost about 30 pounds in like three, four months by going. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, hit exercises, so we had like running, weightlifting. It was like one hour, sometimes 90 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I might go back to it. Well, I've noticed, well, I've lost, like, on the Ozempic now, I remember I'm on Ozempic, I've been losing about six pounds a week. Yeah. That's, I've never, have you ever lost six pounds a week? Because this is like, I'm, I'm taking, like, the lowest dose of Ozempic, and I've lost six pounds a week. I mean. Do you feel better? I feel like the more weight I lose, the more I want to start running around and not sleep as much. So that's okay, but I also feel like a workaholic because I feel like I'm working all the time or doing something, but um, it's all right. I mean, it's not bad. I have a little bit more energy to do things, and I'm, I'm ready to take on Keanu Reeves in some type of action film. Did you tell him the story about the Keanu Reeves? I sort of did. I was like, okay, this guy named Keanu Reeves. I think I've told you guys, okay, if you haven't. Thank you for tuning in and listening, because this is funny, okay? Because this guy named Keanu Reeves has been bugging me all for the month of December. At least it's a guy who's impersonating Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say it's impersonator because there was a warning on something that I read that there are people pretending to be Keanu Reeves. Oh, and I got to tell you the story, okay, because this is so funny. And they're pretending to be Keanu Reeves. And they're contacting through TikTok. And, of course, I get this impersonator of Keanu Reeves on TikTok who swears up and down he's Keanu Reeves and has sent me a picture but will not actually meet me in person unless I book through his uh, manager and what pay his manager. Like, this is a scam, like, up and down. I'm like, but, I, you know, if you're really Keanu Reeves, I want to meet you for coffee. But yet, if you can't without your manager, I don't know if I want to date you anyways because you need to man up. Like, you shouldn't be having other men book your your dates for you. I mean, that's just... And from what I hear about Keanu Reeves, he, he's like a really good guy. He, he has a girlfriend he's been with for a long time. He doesn't yeah, shoot. He, he's, he's got a girlfriend in, like, New York or something. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and also he has, like, uh, this motorcycle company and, like... You know, this is, but you know, it was kind of fun just to entertain the idea, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm a realist here. I knew I wasn't talking to the real Keanu Reeves. I mean, right. why would the Keanu, real Keanu Reeves, get mad about me saying, "Don't you think that if you're really," and I mean, he was he was trolling me too. I had him on uh, Twitter as well. So it was Twitter, TikTok, Google. I mean, this guy was like hardcore. And at one time, he even gave me his number to call him. So I didn't call him because I know he's not like the real Keanu. So he called me and because I stupidly gave me him my number because I just wanted to hear his because voice. his voice because if I knew it didn't sound like Keanu. I, like if he would have sounded like Keanu Reeves, I would freak freaked out. You know, like, oh, wow. He did not sound like Keanu Reeves. So I had to make my best judgment call and assume that he was not Keanu Reeves, especially since I'm seeing pictures of him and his girlfriend in New York and why is he calling me? Like, it was really trippy. And besides, who respects a cheater anyways, right? I mean, Mm-mm. like, no. It's like, so what he was telling me, and I had mentioned that, is he said, well, um, yeah, that's just for show. That's just for what the media, that's what we actually play for the media, but that's not actually my life. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you. I'm like, 
Oh my God. But this is what he was actually pulling. I'm like here going, what, I mean, what kind of person does he think I am? I mean, does he really think that I'm going to buy into this, you know, hocus pocus? I There's mean, probably a lot of, oh my God, this just reminded me of a story. There's probably a lot of people who do that, who do fall for that. When uh-huh. I was like 12 years old, uh, 12, 13, I had a MySpace and I did a catfish of Usher and I messaged this girl pretending to be him and she fell for it. I don't know why I did that. But, yeah. Oh, you're bad. I know. You're horrible. Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I think that it might sound like fun to some people to actually impersonate other people. But being your authentic self is probably much better. As a matter of fact, it is much better than actually pretending to be somebody else. I mean, eventually, come clean. Like, don't let it go on for very long. Like, if you're going to do something... St- I want to say stupid, but I'm not trying to call you stupid. No, no. I was a child. If you want to do something stupid like that, do it for like a day, but at least come clean. Because, you know, if you're a grown-ass man and you're pretending to be something that you're not, you're no kind of man. You're just a boy. You're a boy that needs a mother, and you need to go home and have your mother fix that. So, that's all i got to say about that. Because that's just... It's just not something mature men do. It's not an attractive feature. It's not something that will ever turn me on. And if I ever hear, like, my future spouse catfished me Mm-mm. by being somebody else, I will, like, literally divorce you. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Like, there's no chance in heck. So, but um, I'm not even flattered by that. I'm not even, like, some like maybe in his mind he's thinking, well, isn't doesn't she like the attention? I mean... If you know, what is that noise? My neighbors, my mom, my brother live next door. Oh, okay. If you know somebody is not going to be interested in you, don't fantasize about them. Yeah, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time because it's wasting your time and energy and get alive. Okay? All right. So, there, said it. But, so I'm not flattered one bit. As a matter of fact, I'm like freaked out by it. I'm a little bit spooked. I'm like, what is it they were after? My money? Because mm-hmm. I don't have any money. Especially if they're... It's like, go catfish left. somebody who has money. Don't be stupid and catfish somebody who doesn't have any money. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like, you know, you're just taking up the time because, you know, they're trying to get on with their life. You get on with your life. You know, you do what's best for you. And that's not... That's like somebody with mental problems, okay? So, I mean, okay, so somebody makes a mistake, and like you did when you were a kid, mm-hmm. you learned from that. You don't do that anymore, because you're just like, I can be my authentic self, I can't believe adults self. who do stuff like that. I can't either. I'm, I'm thinking that they got the maturity of like an eight-year-old or something. Yeah. Because it, and, and you know, you know, I've seen the movie, or the show Catfish. Catfish, yeah. How can you fall and for that, though? Honestly. I'm watching it, and I'm in disbelief, honestly. It's like, oh, your best friend catfished you because they were actually attracted to you. They were jealous that you were talking to this other person. And then, so you had to pretend to be this person to get their attention. Yeah. Wait, did oh, you? Did you? My gosh. Did you? You remember the story about that football player, Matiao something? Do you remember? No, tell me about oh it. Oh my God, this was huge. They just came out with a Netflix documentary about it. This was like back in 2012. Um, he was like a, some, I don't know if he was a quarterback or a wide receiver. He went to Notre Dame, but he was getting ready to go to the NFL or something, or he won a Heisman. <laughs> but there was a story where I think it was his 
he had a family member that died and a girlfriend that died the mm -hmm. same day. Okay. Well, come to find out, the girlfriend had been catfishing him all this time, but he had no idea that oh, he was being lovely. catfished. Yeah, well, the, the girlfriend that was catch, catfishing him was a man, you know, and he had no idea. But anyway, so somehow the media found out and the, the media just trashed him, but this poor guy was literally blind, like he had no clue. You know what I mean? He, he was catfish, but it was all over the place. Yeah, you need to Google yeah. it about Matthew something. Okay, you guys gotta. You, okay, you guys have a comment se se um, section oh, there. Comment do people comment on yeah, this? Yeah, people do. You comment. have to tell me what people comment about. Well, this. I will if people actually do comment. But you know, it's it's mm -hmm. like a show where um, some people have access to the platform and they can comment. Some people don't because they're playing it in their car or whatnot, so they don't have access to it. So it's okay if people don't comment. Like, if they really want to comment, they have my email address and my phone number from, like, episodes ago, mm -hmm. which is probably the reason why I get spammed so hardcore. <laughs> Maybe I should start, start, like, a online. YouTube channel or something. Uh, YouTube? Or just something where I can go live and talk to people. I think you're natural. You think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just... I, like, want you as a guest speaker again <gasps> on the show. Really? Yeah, Thank you five. for having me. Yeah, no problem. Let's do this tomorrow. We're gonna to hang out tomorrow. Yeah. If you want to. Or we could do another episode, like I don't know, in like two minutes. Okay. Like, because this is pretty freaking cool. Or we could just keep going. Or we could just keep going. We actually do have. Um, we were gonna cut it at like thirty minutes, but we actually do have a full fifty-five minutes. Okay. We can actually talk, so we can still talk about things. Okay. So, audience, thank you so much for listening. Um, what else should we talk about? Let's talk about relationships. Okay, let's talk about relationships because because I don't have relationships. Like, I have a relationship with my cat. Mm -hmm. I was in one relationship <laughs> for almost two years, and I, I, I ruined it. I shouldn't have probably been in it to begin with. Aw, what? <clears throat> okay, so it was two years? Again? Almost, yeah. Almost two years? So when did it officially end? Like a few weeks ago, really. A few weeks ago? Yeah, maybe a month. Okay, I'm confused. I know. Go ahead. Okay, Go so, ahead. like, like, relationship, like, okay, so, it ended, like, two months ago? Maybe a month. A month ago? Like, you were, like, I don't boyfriend, know. girlfriend. I don't know if we would call it that. What? So, he never called you his girlfriend? I mean, I guess not. I know, this is so embarrassing. You have to cut this part out. Oh. No, you don't have to cut it out. Okay. It was more of a situationship that I should have never put myself... A situationship? Was it more of like a... He was unavailable. Benefit thing? Oh, he was unavailable? Yeah, he had a relationship with him for two years and he was unavailable? Well, was well, he emotionally unavailable or he was just unavailable because he was married? emotionally unavailable okay okay so um yeah and by like the way don't mess around with people who are married and still living together now the ones that have been separated for years and years and years that's different okay so i just think that, that i just think that for many years of my life i just had a very carefree attitude mm -hmm. and uh, i don't i don't want to have that anymore i wish i never told you that what that's embarrassing for me, but I'm a person who's in recovery right now, and I'm just 
trying to make better decisions and I think you have made some amazing decisions today so you know I think you need to give yourself credit should and we tell them what we what I did today we don't have to we don't um, have to go into specifics they don't know where we live or anything well we're still talking about relationships I gotta talk about my relationships too. oh yeah go ahead so like I haven't had any <laughs> I've had one with my cat I was talking about the Keanu Reeves thing I was that was kind of like a weird ship. I can't even call that a relationship. It was a weird ship. Like some weird freaking catfisher dude catfishing me or whatnot. Like, like as far as the whole relationship thing goes, because I think it's because of my age or whatever, but like when people talk about relationships, I'm just kind of like, Psh, I don't want one of those. Like, I don't know. I think age changes you because I think um, trauma changes you. After you've been through, um, for instance, uh, violence of any type, uh, when you've been through um, abandonment issues, when you've been through um, cheating issues, like when you've been cheated on and stuff, it changes a person. It makes you look at relationships differently. It's like, okay, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. Why are people treating me like that? You know, they're not valuing me for what I can actually provide. So if if somebody's not going to provide that for me, then why the heck am I going to even waste my time with them? Because my life, my time, and your time too, on this earth is too short to be messed with or unappreciated yeah. or, or whatever. So um, I think- it's been a disaster, honestly. But... Um, I, I think I'm I'm doing me now. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm doing me. So I'm I'm looking at what I, interests me, like my podcast interests me. Uh, the fact that I have a cat, which is very important to me. You know, um, take care of him. He he does great. You know, he's. Awesome Can you do? Creature. Would it be cool on your show if you get people to call in? Um, I could get people to call in, but you just have to have a setup or something. Um, yeah, I probably would do like more of a professional studio type deal. So, I mean, that would be great. I would love to be like a, like an Art Bell type or something. Like, do you know know Art Bell is? Um, or you probably don't know who Dave Pratt is either. Or maybe. I feel like I've heard of that name. Huh? I feel like I've heard the name Dave Pratt. Oh, okay. Like, or like Oprah Winfrey, I guess maybe. No, No, anybody who's had a radio show and they've, they've had people call in and talk or whatnot. I think I would do it with a, a professional, like, radio station, like, KFYI or yeah. uh, KXAZ or something. Because or I would love to hear what your listeners are thinking. DKNY. Or... Well, see, that's that's the interesting thing is, is, like, when I talk smack about, like, for instance, workplace issues or whatnot, and somebody knows I'm talking about them, they say, I know I have more people listening because <laughs> then they have their friends listening to what I just said, and they're just like, oh, she's outrageous. It's crazy, whatever. Well, guess what? Guess what, people? Howard Stern was pretty freaking crazy. I actually too. thought he was and funny. He was funny. I like his old stuff. That's the reason why I don't mind doing a podcast is because I knew how crazy Howard Stern was. I remember those right? contests he used to have where he would have like the retards and then he would have what, like prostitutes and then he'll have like average black guy and then the midgets. I never really. Like, I never heard that, so I I was never in-depth about that. It's like I knew of Howard Stern. I listened to some of his music and stuff, but and some of his talk shows, but I didn't know he actually featured certain people Mm -hmm. like that. That's really interesting. So, um, 
but uh, I'm like more Dewey Mean and, and spending more time in my artwork, for instance, and uh, just working my jobs, you know, <laughs> and uh, just keep trying to keep it as simple as possible, but I still live a pretty full life, and I've had to tell people who have given me like attitude or whatnot, I'm like, get a life, mm-hmm. and I've actually seen people quit their jobs when I said that really? to you. So yeah, it's kind of funny. See, I'm not really um, think a full life. Get a life, life you know. Just get a life. Huh? I'm I'm going to focus on getting more of a full life. This is what I want to focus on. I want to get a closer relationship with God. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, I want to maybe get involved in the arts somehow. Like we were talking, maybe uh, like do painting or, Persian, or acting. This is why you're going to be my new best friend. You don't even know it because. Um, if, if you're interested in these things, we're, we're like-minded, yeah. and these are the same things that, that interest me, too. So, yeah. I mean, that's, like, freaking amazing. I love that you have a podcast. This I so love exciting. the fact you want to talk on the podcast. I was so this shocked is like, when you told me uh, that you had this. I Well, you know, a lot of people are. You should have seen the people in the telemarketing place yeah. that I was working. Now, just, and my, my, my listeners know this, but... It was um, a telemarketing place that was raising funds for charities. Mm-hmm. So they were raising funds for NAACP. They were raising funds for Doctors Without Borders. Um, a lot of different charity, charitable locations. But they were freaking am- amazingly crazy, okay? Because I would flip through campaigns sometimes 15 times a day. And so, you know, you're doing NAACP for 30 minutes. Then all of a sudden, the, f- the script would flip, and you would actually do things for Doctors Without Borders. And then you would flip again, and there's ASAPA, stuff of that nature. And I don't talk about that. That's the tone blue in the face. And the uh, manager of the company, he, he apologized to me. Hmm. And he said, he's like, I didn't know it was going to be this crazy when I applied for this job four years ago. I didn't yeah. realize it would be flipping scripts and stuff of this nature. But he never apologized for the lack of training that we received. He never apologized for not dis- fully disclosing this beforehand. And he never apologized for humiliating me in front of everyone while he gave everyone else the correct script and he did not give me the, oh my the, God. the correct script to actually do my job. So then I get blasted, get put on blast in front of everybody because I'm not doing what everybody else wants. And then I'm called a snob. Really? I was called a snob. I'm still hurt by that. Never got an apology for it. You're not a snob. I didn't think so. But, you know, when you're dealing with a bunch of assholes, you know, they're going to do their asshole type, you know. They're going to be assholes. That's just the way, that's the way it is. And most people work, you know, many, you know, most jobs out there, they have to deal with the assholes, you know. Yeah. Whether it's coming straight from the employer or it's coming from the customer. And some people get it from both both ends. And I'm, I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Um, working anywhere in, in uh, the food service industry, for instance. Oh, yeah. That is amazingly chaotic. Uh-huh. And it I is kind that. of funny. The more that you move up the chain of command... Um, the more chaotic I guess it gets because now you got all this stuff like if you don't get this stuff done it's on your shoulders right well I think I lasted three days at Wendy's I, I, I took the job on after I lost a job and I'm like okay I gotta replace some income so I, I started work at Wendy's and I got it by day four after losing one of my jobs and so I was like oh phew okay Awesome. I have something to actually put a little bit of income in there, even though I was making, you know, a third of what I used to, right? 
And so they put me back in what they call the hole at Wendy's. And they're like talking about how easy it is back there. What? And I'm like, yeah, there's like no chair or anything like that. You're just collecting money. This is what they want to lead you to believe. All you're doing is taking orders and collecting money. That's all you do. But okay. Um, after about day three, he's like, oh, you're supposed to do the dishes too. Okay. Well, you got a stadium. And like, it was right, like, right next to the stadium. Okay. Yeah. They had just had a game there. We had nonstop traffic through Wendy's. And they're expecting me to do dishes in between taking customers' orders and taking money. And I'm like, oh, how does that work exactly? So nobody, I wasn't doing dishes because there was no time to do dishes. I was too busy trying to learn the register on my own because, again, no training because you're freaking idiotic. That's why people quit. Yeah, well, they don't care if you stay or not because... You know, they're they're so high on their horses that they think they think everybody else is a snob when they're being snobs themselves and then like leaving early and then they wonder why you can't get everything done at three o'clock in the morning and all you wanna do is drag your happy ass to bed yeah. and go home and not deal with it until, you know, five o'clock the next day. So you're working all these extra hours cleaning up after everybody else, right? Yeah. So when they told me how to do the dishes, I I'd like I flipped. Yeah. They knew from day one. I I didn't I, they never said anything about me doing dishes. They didn't say I was going to do any dishes. They asked me how I felt about dishes. I'm like, I don't do dishes. Right. I so you're gonna McDonald's. you're gonna add stuff, responsibilities to my whole whopping ten dollars an hour. I mean, you expect people to live off of that? Did you know you need twenty six dollars an hour just to survive? Exactly. You pay for your internet, pay for your um, Rent, apartment, insurance, food. car, you know, stuff like that. And they expect you, transportation, back and forth to work. But yet they expect you to live off of $10 an hour. And then they're going to put you, you know, they're going to fill your head full of crap about how you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you can get a job for like 20 bucks an hour delivering food for DoorDash or whatnot. And you don't have to deal with all that crap. But, yeah. um, you know, they... And it, one thing I hate about service industry jobs, yeah. I feel like there's so much favoritism that goes on in these places. There is a lot of favoritism. You got your inner circle, and but this is any job, really. Yeah, that is true. Because you have your inner circle, you have your outer circle. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just become best buddies with your boss. You'll find out soon enough about the inner circle because you, were, you play your cards right, you'll be part of the inner circle. I was never good so, at doing that. I was always just good at you know getting to work and doing my job, but I was never okay. I'm good at being at the inner circle stuff. You you worked. The last job was a call center, right? Um, yeah, one of many. Well, when I worked at call centers, I remember there was always people, like the ones who would always kiss the manager's ass. They would never, ever be at their desk. They would always be at the manager's desk. No, no, no. I was, n- no, that was, that was not me. Yeah. Marion Express, they had an inner circle. And I'll tell you how, how people got in there. It wasn't because you kissed anybody's ass. You didn't get anywhere if you kissed anybody's ass. But how you got into the inner circle was working your ass off, doing the overtime that they actually gave you. Uh, doing your job well. Of course, you have to be trained well in order to do your job well, okay? Um, and also being there for uh, moral support. If they knew they could count on you and they could talk to you, that's how you became part of the inner circle. At least that was years ago. That was back last recession, you know? Um, 
it might be a little bit different now, but I think that people have viewpoints, different viewpoints on how it actually happens, right? Now, there are some people, like, for instance, they perceived me as trying to kiss the boss's butt or whatnot at my last job when all I was trying to do is learn my job. Mm-hmm. And so they, they saw me as being favored or something of that nature when that was not the case of what was going on there. It's not like I, you know, went to the bars or anything with the boss and like, you know, whatever, you know. Um, when you're when you're talking about a job where you're making ten dollars an hour, if you're really What's the thinking point of kissing ass, like like you're getting the same pay as everybody else, exactly. and so some people's mentality, I, I I don't know what they're thinking. Like, oh, you got this because you kissed butt or whatnot. No, it's because I worked hard for it, and I'm sorry you don't know how to, and maybe you shouldn't have taken those four days off, mm-hmm. you know, last week and. You know, he's going to look at you differently than me. He's not going to give you the good leads if you're taking four days off. Mm-hmm. He's going to give them to me because I didn't take four days off. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But um, people just don't see it the same way. Um, the only time I was ever actually part of an inner circle ever was when I worked at American Express. And that one was kind of interesting. That was a lot of hard work. That was finding a talent within myself that nobody else had. And that was applying it. And then also, um, if the manager asked for anything, you know, it's like, you know, hey, when they jumped, I'm just like, okay. Okay, they're just letting me know that. 60 minutes, it was actually 55 minutes. But, um... So I, I, I do miss American Express because there? there were perks there. It was about two and a half years. Oh wow! So it was um, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good uh, job. So the thing about American Express is they paid. I got an hourly wage. I can't remember how much I made, but it was definitely more than what I'm getting this job now or the job that I just left. So I got paid more. This is ten years ago, twelve years ago actually, and I also got commission. So, um, it is kind of funny how the telemarketing industry has basically gone downhill. Um, so in 2000, I was working with MCI WorldCom. I I did, um, inbound calls. I was literally paid with commission anywhere between 20 and $25 an hour. Okay. Which back then was amazing. I mean, I could afford a cell phone and nobody else could, you know? <laughs> That's when you know you were doing good. When everybody else still has the landlines at home and yet you got a cell phone, you're doing good. Yeah. Um, when you can spend $80 on a cell phone. Like back then it was like $80 is what you pay like MCI or yeah. whatever for phone. and Or Sprint. I went through was it Sprint, MCI. It was one of those. But you would only get like a limit of like maybe 300 minutes or 800 minutes for that $80. Um, so cell phones have come a long way. Now you can pick one up for like 30 bucks unlimited minutes or something, depending on what program you get. Yeah. So it's come a long way. But wages have gone down considerably. Inflation's high. Our, our dollars are not worth anything. And the crazy okay? part is I'm thinking about moving to a bigger city and I don't even know if that's going to be a good idea. Um, I think that you need to weigh out all your options on that. So I think that when you weigh out your options, it's like, um, and I know we haven't really touched too much on it. We might talk about that in the next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways, I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. Thank you, Persia, for being here. I just want to say thank you. I, I think I'm going to have you on my next podcast. How's I'm that? so excited. Five? Yes. Okay. Thank, I want to say thank you to Margaret for having me. Aww. This just went by so fast. It was so much fun. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and I'm just, if I, I hope I hear, like, I hear feedback. And yeah. I don't know. I want to get involved. I want to do this more with you, Margaret. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, and Persia, we've had a great time. We had a great day today just hanging out. We, we have, really we did. Have, we have a good time together. We always have positive, good fun together. Yeah, the best thing the best thing I can say is support your friends. And she, you are, and Margaret is a very supportive person. Yeah, um, well, I'll probably explain more why in the tomorrow. Next yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, talk tomorrow. about. Yeah, we'll talk about what we're okay. been, what we've done today. And yeah, what we're gonna do moving forward. Yeah, okay, this sounds good. Thank you guys. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Please tune in to the next podcast that we plan on doing as well, and of course. I hope that this has been an exciting day for you. Remember to be kind to each other and be kind to your families. Be kind to each other. Forgive each other. Let's talk about mental health tomorrow, too. Mental health? Okay. We can discuss a certain topic on that one. And um, this has been Margaret Putman Frankowitz. Again, be kind to each other. And I hope that you have a great day. Bye-bye.